There's nothing special about being American. None of you can define for me what an American is. I am the nation. I was born on July 4th, 1776, and the Declaration of Independence is my birth certificate. The bloodlines of the world run in my veins because I offered freedom to the oppressed. I am many things and many people. I am the nation. I am 200 million living souls and the ghost of millions who have lived and died for me. I am Nathan Hale and Paul Revere. I stood at Lexington and fired the shot heard round the world. I'm Washington, Jefferson, Patrick Henry, and John Paul Jones, the Green Mountain Boys, Davy Crockett. Coming to you from the D-Tom Studios in the free state of Florida, sponsored by Maker's Mark Bourbon, this is Don't Tread America. Your host, Vacation Boy Don Q. Rock on. Alright, how's everybody doing out there today? It is. Wednesday, October 18th, 2023, or is it? All right. Yeah, these shows are pre-recorded, guys. So, yeah, I'm not quite on vacation, but when you hear this, I will be. And on this particular day in the future, I will be drinking bourbon. Well, I'm drinking bourbon now, so I guess that's not a fair assessment. I will be live on location drinking bourbon. How's that sound? Yeah. As a matter of fact, to attribute to what I'll be doing next week, I'm drinking some Eagle Rare right now. Sugar water. Buffalo Trace, right? I'll be there next week. This time. And I will also swing by the Maker's Mark Distillery to see how my barrel's doing. Got a couple more years, but hopefully I can keep this show going. When I get my barrel from Maker's Mark, we'll have a specific Don't Tread on America bottle of bourbon. From Maker's Mark, and you guys can all partake in a bottle for a small fee. Um, and you'll be able to find that at the the Detom store, where you can find other things now too: t-shirts, stickers, condoms, glasses, condoms. Yeah, I got condoms. Yeah, yeah, all sorts of shit, guys. Check it out, Detom store. It's on the podcast app in which you're listening to this on. It says Detom store. Click it. Also, uh, said podcast app, whatever you're on there, guys. If you're on Apple and or Spotify, follow, share, review. Give me a five-star review if you got something to say. If I suck, if I'm the best thing since sliced bread, cool. Just say it. And uh, whatever podcast app you're listening to this on, guys, follow the show. Because while I'm up here, even though I'm not up here, but when you hear this, I'll be in Kentucky. So while I'm up here in Kentucky, I might do a special show. I don't know. I, I'm going to try 
to do something on the phone. I don't know how to work. It might sound like shit. But nonetheless, you've got two shows this week, and they're interesting shows. And today we're going to continue our talk on presidential, the real history, I should say, about presidential assassinations and the banking cartels that ordered them. So, on the last show, on the previous on the previous DTOM show, we talked about presidents that got killed, right? It was crazy. And <laughs> I, um, I want to go back for just a second to the last show that, that I did on Sunday and talk just a little bit more about President uh, James Garfield there and fill in some of the blanks. So here is his uh, inaugural speech. It was for March 4th, 1881. And he was soon, shortly thereafter, assassinated by the Rothschilds banker mafia for reasons spoken below. Uh, Crowned with the triumphs of liberty and law and strengthened our faith and renew our hope, the colonists struggled not only against the armies of the great nation, let me turn this down a little bit there, but against the settled opinions of mankind. The world did not then believe that the supreme authority of government could be safely entrusted to the guardianship of the people themselves. Americans equal the fervent love of liberty and self-government directed by the will of the people endowed with full power of self-preservation and ample authority for the accomplishment of its great object under this constitution that widens the boundaries of freedom. Under this constitution, our people long ago made themselves safe against danger from without and uh, without the British and the Rothschilds and secured with equality of rights. Administration of the government in accordance with the Constitution is the paramount duty of the executive. Sacredly preserving whatever has been gained to liberty equals liberty throughout the land and to all the inhabited thereof. The elevation of the Negro race from slavery to the full rights of citizenships is most important political change we have known since the adoption of the Constitution in 1787. Added immensely to the moral and industrial force to our people, open to each one of them a career of freedom and usefulness. Freedom can never yield its fullness a blessing so long as the law or its administration places the smallest obstacle in the pathway of any virtuous citizen. So, Reason number one, the Bankster Mafia hated Garfield, was prosperity. The preservations of the public credit by the experience of the commercial nations in all ages, it has uh, been found that gold and silver afford the only safe foundation for a monetary system. Secure the general use of both metals. Congress should provide that the compulsory coinage of silver now required by law may not disturb our monetary system by driving either metal out of circulation. And purchasing power of every coin dollar will be exactly equal to its debt paying power in all the markets of the world. The chief duty of the national government in connection with the currency of the country is to coin money and declare its value. Reason number two the Bankster Mafia hated Garfield was Congress is, he says, Congress is authorized by the Constitution to make any form of paper money legal tender. Such paper should depend on for its value and currency upon the convenience in use 
and its prompt re uh, redemption in coin at the end of the at the will of the holder, and not upon its compulsory circulation. These notes are not money, but promises to pay money. If the holders demand it, the promise should be kept. Reason number three: the funding of the national debt at a lower rate of interest should be should be accomplished without compelling the withdrawal of the national bank notes and thus disturbing the business of the country. Always acting within the authority and limitations of the Constitution, evading neither the rights of the states nor reserved rights of the people, it will be the purpose of my administration to obtain the authority of the nation in all places within its jurisdiction to enforce obedience to all the laws of the Union in the interest of the people to demand rigid economy in all expenditures of the government and to require the honest and faithful service of all executive officers, remembering that the offices were created not for the benefit of incumbents or their supporters, but to service of the government. And this is why they hate. Now, nowadays we talk about CBDC, Central Bank Digital Currency. And I've told you on the last show, Central Bank isn't what you think it is. Federal Reserve is not what you think it is it is a private entity we talk about we don't want the government in control of our money but this is different it's because now our government isn't controlled by our government our government is controlled by bankers and corporations and these entities and we are the slaves of these people when you have presidents speaking this kind of truth it makes people a little a little edgy and he was killed. He wasn't president very long. Now, uh, before I get too into the next, my biggest subject of today is obviously going to be President Kennedy. And before I get started, I, w I told you guys about a fourth president being assassinated. And I totally shit the bed. I couldn't remember the dude's name. <laughs> so I did my due diligence and uh, did a little research. And what I could find was President McKinley was the fourth president. Uh, he was shot by another quote-unquote lone gunman. Leon Sklodsky. There's no any ski in there, Don. Where'd you get the fucking ski from? Sklogs. Sklogs. C-Z-O-L-G-O-S-Z. Sklogs. I don't know. He was shot in the abdomen and died eight days later from gangrene. Now, as far as I can tell, as far as any kind of Rothschild connection, the biggest thing that I could find was similar to Garfield. He wanted... He was a big proponent of putting or keeping the U.S. on the gold standard and getting away from privately backed central banking system, which kind of leads you down the road of they probably had something to do with it. All right. So President Kennedy, right? So the biggest thing about President Kennedy was, you know, other than my assertion that NASA actually had him killed, I guess possibly. So. You know, essentially, this is the way I look at it. If you ever seen the movie GFK, right? They talk about the triangulation of the shot. And they, you know, said he was basically set up to be in a turkey shoot, right? So even if you want to say Oswald was involved, we, I think it's safe to say that we all can agree, especially if you're listening to the show, we can all agree that he was not the lone gunman, right? Even if he did fire a shot, he wasn't the only one. I think we can come to that conclusion, okay? So... I jokingly, we did a show, DTOM Files, if you want to listen to it, about the JFK assassination. And I jokingly said that NASA killed him because of the things he said about taking a man to the moon, bringing him back safely, da, da, da. 
Um, I still stand by that. I still say they might have had something to do with it. I'm sorry. But if we could say that there was maybe three or four shooters, okay, and maybe Oswald was there for the CIA, and maybe, you know, Bob Johnson was there for NASA, and then on the other side was uh, a Rothschild gunman. Mm. Have you ever heard of Executive Order 11110? So, Executive Order 1110 gave the U.S. the ability to create its own money backed by silver. On June 4th, 1963. Now, he was killed in November of 63. Okay. A little-known attempt was made to strip the Federal Reserve Bank of its power to loan money to the government at interest. On that day, President John F. Kennedy signed Executive Order 11110 that returned to the U.S. government the power to issue currency without going through the Federal Reserve. President Kennedy's order gave the Treasury the power to issue silver certificates against any silver bullion, silver, or standard silver dollars in the Treasury. This meant that for every one ounce in the U.S. Treasury vault, the government could introduce new money into circulation. In all, Kennedy brought nearly $4.3 billion in U.S. notes into circulation. The ramifications of this bill were enormous. With the stroke of a pen... President Kennedy had to take a sip of whiskey. Hold on. Mm. Eagle Rare is good. So he was was on his way to putting the Federal Reserve Bank of New York out of business. If enough of these silver certificates were to come in circulation, they would have eliminated the man for the Federal Reserve notes, which is what you carry in your wallet right now. This is because the silver certificates are backed by silver. The Federal Reserve notes are not backed by anything. Executive Order 11110 could have prevented the national debt from reaching its current level because it would have given the government the ability to repay its debt without going to the Federal Reserve and being charged interest in order to create new money. Executive Order 11110 gave the U.S. the ability to create its own money backed by silver. Now, this is reminiscent of what Andrew Jackson did. The last president, a hundred and, or, damn, two, almost 200 years ago, was the last president to have a zero national debt. Zero national deficit. We're at $33 trillion now. Kennedy wanted to alleviate the same thing by doing this. Now, at the time, I don't recall what the national... Okay, well, I, I, let me read on. <laughs> After President Kennedy was assassinated just five months later, no more silver certificates were issued. The final call has learned that the executive order was never repealed by any U.S. president through an executive order and is still valid. Why, then, has no president utilized it virtually all um virtually all of the nearly six trillion in debt has been created since 1963 so so when was this written i know this isn't that old so this is about four years old so um the, the the blah blah blah. So let's say the debt was probably six trillion dollars back then. 
We're up to 33 trillion now. If if any U.S. president had utilized Executive Order 11110, the debt would be nowhere near its current le- current level. Perhaps the assassination of JFK was a warning to future presidents who would think to eliminate the U.S. debt by eliminating the Federal Reserve's control over creation of money. President Kennedy challenged the government of money by challenging the two most successful vehicles that had ever been used to drive up debt, war and the creation of money by a privately owned central bank. His efforts to have all troops out of Vietnam by 65 in Executive Order 11110 would have severely cut into the profits and the control of the New York banking establishment. As Americans' debt reaches unbearable levels and a conflict emerges in Bosnia that will further increase America's debt, one is forced to ask, will President, well, uh, this is obviously an old article, have, uh, will President Clinton have the courage to consider utilizing Executive Order 11110? And if so, is he willing to pay the ultimate price for doing so? So before I read on here, I want to stop. I want to collaborate and listen. So hear me out. I said this the other day. So Kennedy was essentially the last president to try and do something like this. Executive Order 11110 is still in effect, but no one utilizes it. Is it a situation where, and I, and I said this, you know, since Kennedy, and I think I said it on the show, if I didn't say it on the show, me and Chris are talking about today, but since Kennedy, there's been, I think it was 12 presidents, there's 12, I think 12 presidents since Kennedy, none of which have done this. So we have Johnson, Nixon, um, Ford, Carter, Carter, Reagan, Bush, Clinton, Bush, Obama, uh, Trump, so 11, 11 presidents since, since then. Is it safe to say that they're all scared? Have they been told? Look, this, the, you know, this executive order exists, however. So executive order 11110, amendment of executive order number 10289, as amended the related relating to the performance of certain functions affecting the Department of the Treasury. By virtue of the authority vested in me by Section 301, Title Three of the United States Code, it is ordered as follows. Section 1, Order, Executive Order 10-289 of September 19, 1951, as amended, is hereby thir- further amended by adding at the end of the paragraph 1, therefore, in the following subject. The authority invested or vested in the president by paragraph B. I'm not going to read all this. This is too fucking lawyery. Uh, let's let's say headlines and um, treasury not held for redemption of any outstanding silver t- certificates to prescribe the denomination of such silver certificates and to coin standard silver dollars and subsidiary silver currency for the redum- redemption. Uh, JFK wrote. In the White or JFK, the White House, June fourth, nineteen sixty-three. Of course, the fact that both JFK and Lincoln met <laughs> met the same end is a mere coincidence. Abraham Lincoln's monetary policy of eighteen sixty-five: money is created of uh, is a creature of law, 
and the creation of original issue of money should be maintained exclusively monopoly of the national government. Money possesses no value to the state other than given to, to it by circulation. Capital has proper place and is entitled to every protection. The wages of men should be recognized in the structure of in the social class or social order as more important than the wages of money. No duty is more imperative for the government than the duty it owes to the people to furnish them the sound and uniform currency and of regulating the currency of the medium of exchange so that labor will be protected from vicious currency and commerce will be facilitated by cheap and safe exchanges. The available supply of gold and silver being wholly inadequate to permit the issuance of coin uh, intrinsic value or paper currency convert, uh, convertible into coin in the volume required to serve the needs of the people, some other basis of the issue of currency must be developed. And some means other than that convertibil convertibility into coin must be developed to prevent undue fluctuation in the value of the paper currency or any other substitute for the money of intrinsic value that may come into use. The monetary needs of increasing numbers of people advanced towards higher standards of living can and should be met by the government. Such needs can be served by the issue of national currency and credit through the operation of the national banking system. The circulation of the medium exchange issued by the bank are issued and backed by the government can be properly regulated and redundancy of issues avoiding by withdrawal and circulation such amounts as is necessary by taxation, redeposit, and otherwise. Government has the power to regulate the currency and the credit of the nation. Government should stand behind its currency and credit to the bank deposits of the nation. No individual should suffer a loss of money through depreciation or in, uh, inflated currency or bank bank back bank <laughs> bankruptcies so now when i say these things and i say government bank um government back bank and national banking system it's confusing because this was lincoln this was you know what 1860 whatever it was for uh so you're talking what 160 years ago roughly um and people hear that and you're like, well, Don, it's kind of what they do now. Well, no, it's different because this, like I said, we confuse, a lot of people confuse when you hear the word Federal Reserve, you confuse that as being a government entity and it's not. It is a privately owned bank. Don't let the name fool you. Okay. It's privately held. It's privately owned. And we, the, we, the United States borrows money from that bank. Thus the national debt you understand we borrow money from them when in actuality we shouldn't we should not have to borrow money from them we have the money do you understand what, what i'm trying to tell you guys this country is rich in itself i talked about this a couple of weeks ago I talked about how all the money we give to all these other countries it's not we go to the federal treasury and say, "Hey, we got to give uh, Albania five, you know, five million dollars." Can I get a? Can I get a withdrawal? This doesn't work like that. But they are responsible for printing our money because their name's on it. Look at a dollar bill. The 
the biggest problem, I'm going to say this, and I guess whatever happens, happens. Who am I, right? I don't get, I get a couple hundred downloads a show, whatever. I'm no big fish, trust me. This show probably gets shadow banned more than it should. But the fact of the matter is, the, the biggest issue that we have in this country is the Federal Reserve. Whoever runs that, whether it's the Rothschilds or one of the other eight families, it's not our government. And then the second problem is our government is full of these people. They're not full of people like me and you. Well, Don, who are you to be able to be president or a congressman or whatever? Well, who am I? Who am I not compared to these other people? Well, because they went to a fancy school and got a diploma. You know, they went to Harvard. They went to Yale. They went to wherever. It's not about what level. I mean, in my opinion, it's not necessarily about what level of education. Now, mind you, I would assume a person that's a lawyer and knows the law could probably write a bill a lot better than I could. With that being said, I would have better ideas of a law in certain things. And if, if it just goes to show that no congressperson, no senator, I don't care what side, I'm not saying no Democratic senator or whatever, I'm, none of them, whether they got an R, a D, whether they're the president, vice president, I don't care. Whatever, whatever level of servitude they are at and in whatever political party they follow, not one of them has the balls to say, we are eliminating the Federal Reserve. We no longer need to do business with you. Why? Because they know, they know they're going to be killed. They know it. When will someone just have the balls to say, this, I'm going to go in and say Executive Order 11110 is in effect, and this is, and we're doing this. Why can it be done? Government position, I didn't read this already, did I? No. <laughs> Government's possessing the power to create and issue currency and credits money and enjoying the right to withdraw both currency and credit from the circulation by taxation and otherwise need not should borrow capital at interest as it means of financing governmental work or public enterprise. The government should create, issue, and circulate all the currency and credit needed to satisfy the spending power of the government and the buying power of the consumers. The privilege of creating and issuing money is not only the supreme prerogative of the government, but it is the government's greatest creativity, creative opportunity. By the adoption of these principles, the long-felt want for a uniform medium will be satisfied. The taxpayers will be saved immense sums of interest, discount, and exchanges. The financing of all public enterprise, the maintenance of a stable government, and order progress, and the conduct of the treasury will become matters of the practical administration. The people can and will be furnished with the currency as safe as their own government. Money will cease to be master and become the servant of humanity. Democracy will rise superior to the money power. Some information on the Federal Reserve, um, a private corporation, one of the most common concerns among people who engage in the effort to reduce their taxes is, will keeping my money hurt the government's ability to pay their bills? As explained, um, the modern withholding tax does not 
and it wasn't designed to pay for government services. What it does do is pay for the privately owned Federal Reserve System, and I told you guys this the other day. Um, Black Law's Dictionary defines the Federal Reserve System as a network of 12 central banks to which most national banks belong to, uh, which state chartered banks may belong. Membership rules require investment of stock in minimum reserves. Privately owned banks own the stock of the Fed. This was explained in more detail in the case of Louis v. Stan- uh, Louis v. United States. Each Federal Reserve Bank is a separate corporation owned by commercial banks in its region. The stock-holding commercial banks elect two-thirds of each bank's nine-member board of directors. Similarly, the Federal Reserve Banks, through heavily regu- though heavily regulated, are locally controlled by their member banks. Taking another look at Blackwell's Dictionary, we find that these privately owned banks actually issue money. The Federal Reserve Act law, which created Federal Reserve Banks, which acts as agents in maintaining money reserves, issuing money in the form of banknotes, lending money to banks and supervising banks, administered by the Federal Reserve Board. The Fed Bank, which is privately owned, actually uses or actually issues, that is, creates the money which we use. In 1964, right after Kennedy was killed, the House Committee on Banking and Currency Subcommittee on Domestic Finance at the second session of the 88th Congress put out a study entitled Money Facts, which contains good description of what the Fed is. The Federal Reserve is a total money-making machine. It can issue money or checks, and it never has a problem making its checks good because it can obtain five and $10 bills necessary to cover the check simply by asking the Treasury Department Bureau of Engraving to print them. As we all know, anyone who has a lot of money has a lot of power. Now imagine a group of people who have the power to create money. Imagine the power these people would have. That is what the Fed is. No man did more to expose the banking power of the Fed than Louis T. McFadden, who was the chairman of the House Banking Committee back in the 1930s, consistently pointing out that the monetary issue shouldn't be partisan. He criticized both Herbert Hoover and Franklin Roosevelt's administrations. In describing the Fed, he he, uh, remarked that the Congressional Records House pages 1295 and 1296 on June 10, 1932, that he says, Mr. Chairman, we have in this country one of the most corrupt institutions in the world has ever known. I refer to the Federal Reserve Board and the Federal Reserve Banks. The Federal Reserve Board, a government board, has cheated the government of the United States and the people of the United States out of enough money to pay the national debt. The depredations and the inadequacies of the Federal Reserve Board and the Federal Reserve Banks acting together have cost the country enough money to pay for the national debt several times over. This evil institution has impoverished and ruined the people of the United States, has bankrupt itself, and has practically bankrupt our government. It has done this through the uh, maladministration of a law by which the Federal Reserve Board and through the corrupt practices of the moneyed uh, vultures who control it. Some people think the Federal Reserve Banks are United States government institutions. They are not government institutions. They are private credit monopolies which prey upon people in the United States for the benefits of themselves and their foreign customers. 
foreign and domestic speculators and swindlers and rich and predatory moneylenders and that dark crew of financial pirates that are who's, uh, those who could cut a man's throat to get a dollar out of his pocket. There are those who send money to states to buy votes to control our legislation, and there are those who maintain the international propaganda for those uh, for the purpose of deceiving us and wheedling us uh, into a granting of new concessions which will permit them to cover up their past misdeeds and set again the motion of the gigantic train of crime. Those 12 private monopolies were deceitfully and disloyally uh, foisted upon this country by bankers who came here from Europe and who repaid us for the hospitality by undermining our American institutions. Mm. The Fed basically works like this. The government grants its power to create money to the Fed banks. They create the money, then loan it back to the government charging interest. The government levies income tax to pay the interest on the debt. On this point, it's interesting to note that the Federal Reserve Act and the 16th Amendment, which gave Congress the power to collect income tax, were both passed in 1913. The incredible power of the Fed over the economy is universally admitted. Some people, especially in the banking and academic communities, even support it. On the other hand, there are those who, in the past and in the present, speak out against it. One of these men was JFK. His efforts were detailed in Jim Moore's big 1990 book, Crossfire. Another overlooked aspect of Kennedy's attempt to reform American society involves money. Kennedy apparently reasoned that by returning to the Constitution, which states that only Congress shall coin and regulate money, the soaring national debt could be reduced by not paying interest to the bankers of the Federal Reserve System, who print paper money, then loan it back to the government at interest. He moved in this area on June 4th of 1963, finding, signing Executive Order 11110, which called for the issuance of over $4 trillion in universal—I talked about this, about the gold or silver certificates. That same day, Kennedy signed the bill, changing the banking of $1 and $2 bills from silver to gold adding strength to the weakened U.S. currency. Kennedy's comptroller of currency, James Saxon, had been at odds with the powerful Federal Reserve Board for some time, encouraging broader investments and leading powers for banks that were not part of the Federal Reserve System. Saxon also had decided that non-reserve banks could underwrite state and local general obligation bonds, again weakening the dominant Federal Reserve banks. A number of the quote-unquote Kennedy bills were indeed issued, the author has a $5 bill in his possession with the heading U.S. United States Note, which were quickly withdrawn after Kennedy's death. According to information from the Library of the Control of the Currency, Executive Order 11110 remains in effect today, although successful administrations beginning with that of President Johnson apparently have simply ignored it and instead returned to the practice of paying interest on the Federal Reserve notes. Today, we continue to use the Federal Reserve notes and the deficit is at an all-time high. The point being made is that the IRS taxes you pay aren't used for government services. It won't hurt you or the nation to legally reduce or eliminate your tax liability. So, once again, guys, I have no idea what I just read, so I hope you were paying attention. <laughs> Essentially, you've got four presidents that were murdered 
one that was attempted murder. Now you could say say well Don since Kennedy we had uh Bush or uh, not Bush we had uh Reagan they tried to kill Reagan. And I've said before that I don't think Reagan had anything to do the banking the Rothschilds anything his his stance on that didn't waver from what the the other 10 presidents since Kennedy have done. My personal opinion on the reason uh Reagan was shot was because of Bush. If you if you go back and listen to the Bush crime family ones I did, I talked about how the the Bushes or you know George Bush in particular was dying to be president. I even think he was responsible for the Watergate situation with Nixon because he was told Nixon was told to make Bush his vice president. He did not. He went. I can't recall who the person was, but Spiro Agnew or whoever it was. He chose for his vice. And uh, I personally think Bush was pissed off about that. And Bush didn't kill him because this was kind of still on the heels of JFK getting killed, which some believe Bush was involved in also as a head of the CIA at the time. But I personally think that's why Reagan got shot. That's just my personal opinion. I have no backing in that, obviously. That's conspiracy theory, but I'm just saying. Um, but the four presidents that were killed and the one other that was shot, when you talk about Andrew Jackson, it all correlates around getting away from the Federal Reserve, getting away from the Rothschilds Bank, getting away from their money. I just told you how the government works and how the Federal Reserve works. Our debt, our $33 trillion in debt, has nothing to do with the money that we spend. It's the interest we owe. You've had four presidents try to stop that. You have five, I guess. And one successfully did it, and he didn't get killed. He, they tried. <clears throat> the last president to not have a debt, Andrew Jackson. Since him, there's been four presidents that have continued to try that fight, and they were killed shortly thereafter saying the things they said or signing the things they signed. So is it any coincidence that like I said, all of these presidents, these five presidents that were assassinated or attempted to be assassinated, all correlated around an event where they tried to dismiss the Federal Reserve, the privately owned Rothschilds banks, and some sort of war. To the point where even when the original banking system was set up, the charter ended in 1811. This was under Thomas Jefferson. And then... In 1812, the War of 1812 started. Is there any coincidence that, that that war wasn't done on purpose to break the country so the country would be forced to borrow money from that bank? I'm just asking a question here. Is, and is there any possibility that maybe when Andrew Jackson was president, he wanted to be on the gold standard and get away from borrowing money, which he did, they tried to kill him when he when he won his second term. They tried to kill him. The guy didn't do the job. Andrew Jackson actually beat the shit out of you with his cane. But shortly thereafter, the Spanish-American War started. Lincoln, enthralled in Civil War, still trying to deal with money issues. Civil War. Civil War is over. He's still trying to fight the banks. He gets killed. 
James Garfield wants to be on the gold standard, wants to dismiss the Federal Reserve and privately owned banks from controlling the government. And, and, and I'll say this real quick. I don't think any of these presidents had a problem with private banks. It was private banks running the country's money. If you go, it's like if you bank at, say, Bank of America or, or uh, Wells Fargo or whatever, or just a local credit union, those are privately owned banks. Okay? There's no problem having your money in those banks, essentially. Now, of course, the bigger banks like Chase and Bank of America and those are part of the Federal Reserve Board and Trust. But whatever. If the Federal Reserve was to go away, Bank of America would still exist. Do you understand? Because people need a place to put their money. You're not going to keep your money in your house, you know. Um, but the interesting thing about this would be as valuable as the dollar bill is around the world, I, I, I believe that it would probably be five times more valuable if it wasn't a Federal Reserve note. If the, gov- if the government of the United States would, would rid us of the Federal Reserve, back the currency with a tangible asset, that money would be worth so much more. And it's crazy. If you've ever been to another country, especially overseas... Um, most countries over there don't, you know, they might have their own money. Okay. But most of all countries in this world will take American money, even though they have their own money used to be back in the day, you'd have to go wherever you went, you would have to go to a, a local bank or, or a currency exchange and buy their money. You know, you had to give them a hundred dollar bill and get a hundred dollars worth of their money, which was usually a a shit ton of money, kind of thousand dollars or so, you know. So if you were to go to a local bodega over yonder there and drop a five spot, I'm telling you, these people go crazy. So I guess in essence, the thing is this. Once again, I'm asked the question, when will someone have the balls to eliminate the Federal Reserve, to eliminate the private cartels? that run this country, eliminate corporations being involved in government and government issues? That's a large question to ask. And I think in general, it'll, I hate to say this because I don't want to be a, I said it, but it'll never happen, but I'm saying it, it'll never happen. It's going to take a massive and major situation for that to ever happen. Because even if whoever becomes president, let's just say for shits and giggles, RFK becomes president. And as first order of business, as new president, I'm reenacting executive order 11110 that my uncle signed back in 1963. How long do you think he'd be alive? Just asking a question. But But I'm curious to know if he has the balls. What I would like to do is be able to talk to RFK and ask him that question. See if he knows anything about Executive Order 11110 that his uncle signed and if he'd be willing to enact it. It's a current and it's an active executive order. It wasn't overridden. So you get, that's what it said. Like when I was reading that, every president signs executive orders. I'm not saying that Trump didn't and Biden did All of them do it. All of them do it, whatever. Is it right? I don't think so. I don't think they are right because... Technically, the president shouldn't be able to just write his own laws. It's supposed to go through the process, but whatever. 
the fact of the matter is that you had a president in 1963 sign this executive order. It said what it said. Johnson, Nixon, Ford, Carter, Reagan, Bush, Clinton, Bush, Obama, Trump, Dipshit McGee, not one of them either enacted it or overrode it. It's still active. So is it still active because they know about it and they figure, well, maybe one day someone will have the balls to do it? Or is it active because they don't know about it? Or they're hoping you don't know about it, which is probably more the case. All right, guys. I guess that's all I got for you today. I'm going to go back to drinking some whiskey, enjoying family time, and uh, you guys have a great rest of your week. Make sure you visit the DTOM store, guys. I know times are tough. I know things are rough. I'm not asking a lot. There is free shipping. Um, if you're out of the country, you can use code DTOM in the promo box. You'll get 10% off. That's the best I can do, guys. But um, you're helping me out to be able to keep producing the show, putting it out, having the websites, and doing the things I do. Um, you know, I'm just, I've said this time and time again. It's been a long time since I said it. I'm going to say it again. I'm just a dude. I'm just a guy with a full-time job and a part-time podcast. I'm just doing this to get, in my opinion, the regular guy's voice out there. I'm not being upheld by anybody. I'm, for the most part, self-funded. I've had a few people go to the DTOM store, and I appreciate Chris and Dan and Nancy and the people that have gone to the show, to the store, and bought stuff. That helps. Okay. But I know times are tough. I know we're all trying to get things done and we're trying to make some money and we're trying to pay our bills. I get it. So, like I said, I'm self-funded. I, I do this because I want to do this and I feel that I have something to say. So, if, if, if nothing else, if you cannot go to the DTOM store, if you can't spend 30 bucks on a t-shirt, trust me, I get it. Do me this favor. If you do nothing else, share this show. Okay? Someone you, surely you have a friend, friends, family members that are like-minded like you are. If you are on Facebook or um, the Twitter machine or anything like that, and you see that I post a new show up, share it. Please just do me that favor. If, if, like I said, if you can't if you can't afford to spend the extra money at the store, I get it. I understand. It's my job to ask you to still go there because, you know, just making sure you guys know it's there. Christmas time is coming up. The stuff moves out pretty quick. If you order it today, you probably get it within a week. So, I just do that to do that. If you can't do that, I understand. But if you can do me the favor of sharing any content I put out there, whether it's memes, whether it's shows, uh, you know, if you're at work and you're talking to one of your buddies, hey, I listen to this podcast. This dude's kind of crazy. You know, he's kind of fucking stupid, but he gets his point across. You know, you can help me in that way. So with that being said, guys, don't forget the website, don'ttreadamerica.com. Don't forget the DTOM store. You can find it on the website or on the podcast app in which you're listening to this on. And with that being said, guys, I will be back on Sunday. And uh, hopefully, 
the world hasn't ended while I've been on vacation. And uh, I'll talk to you guys then. You guys have a great day. And uh, be safe. <laughs>